Good evening, everyone. This is Pastor James Dogger Jr., and it is my honor and privilege to welcome you to our Thursday night, night 12, in our QR2 Prophecy Edition. The quarantine revival is still moving forward, and we are glad that you are here with us this evening. I want to give a quick shout out to some of you who are letting us know that you're tuning in all the way from Virginia, Hampton, Virginia. Pastor Richard Martin's church, thank you so much for coming through and worshiping with us. We have some people all the way from Georgia who are in the virtual building. Thank you so much, Decatur, Georgia, for showing up. We have people from Florida. Thank you, Jaquanda, for showing up from Florida. We got people from, uh, oh, what is this? Dundee, Florida. Hey, Brad, we're glad that you are here and you're worshiping with us. Again, we celebrate all of you. We thank you for taking your time to come and to join this live stream so that we can worship God together. Remember that this is not about a person. This is all about God. We have come here not for the aggrandizement of an individual who is a creation of the creator. No, we came here to lift up our creator. So I'm excited that you're here and I hope you're ready to exalt the name of Jesus in this place. With all that is happening around us, with the chaos that is swirling in our orbit, aren't you glad that God promises us to send us the Holy Spirit, the one who will stabilize us in the middle of whatever we are going through. I'm grateful this evening for balance. Let me ask you, how are you doing? Are you living a balanced life? Are you always on the go or has your get up and go gotten up and gone? Are you on one of either extreme where you are in a place of inertia? You aren't moving. You can't get up and open up the blinds to let the sunlight in your room. Or are you on the other end? Are you such a busybody? that you've not yet balanced your life to the place where you are also committed not just to work, but to also rest. I want you guys to just receive this word from me tonight. One thing God is teaching me in this QR revival, in this 28-day revival, is that we need to be committed to balance. The Bible declares, and I had a conversation today with Pastor Mike Polite, and he was pouring into me, reminding me that in the, in the Old Testament, in Genesis, the Bible declares that evening and the morning were the first day. God wants you to rest well so that you can work well. Work does not come before rest. The day begins with rest, and then we have the ability and the energy to go out there and work. And I want to encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you are getting rest, that you are living a balanced life. We want you at the QR, QR2 Prophecy Edition to embrace the mandate of God, to not just embrace the sun and the day, but to also embrace the power of the moon and the night in your life. We want you to be balanced. Again, we celebrate you and we're grateful that you are here. Um, I did not come alone, y'all. I always come with a friend of mine, somebody who can bring some energy, someone who can help us go higher in the Lord. And tonight, our co-host is none other than my boy, my friend, the pastor of all pastors, Pastor Austin <laughs> Humphreys. He is Yo. in the virtual building. What's good, What's up, man? Hey, man, how you feeling, man? Listen, I keep I say it every time I host. I am ready to go higher. But James, are you ready to go higher tonight, man? You ready, man? I listen, listen. Don't ask me that question because I'm gonna answer it immediately Yo, and declare are, to you. Are, that are, I are am you ready, ready to go higher tonight, man? That's what I'm, I'm asking. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go higher in the That's Lord, it, bro. That's and I'm it. glad I'm that ready. you're here to go higher with me, yeah, man. man. I'm here. Because you bring that energy, and I appreciate you. How are you doing, man? What's your life like? What's going on in your neck of the woods? Listen, man, everything's going well. We're, we're, we're grateful and thankful to be out here. Myself and, and my wife are 
are pastoring some great churches, but I don't pastor by myself. Myself and Pastor Gia Scott, we have a, a program called Now Worship where we're doing a lot of in, the, in our community. But not only that, we just ended, man, our, our, our 2K tournament for our youth and young adults. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm proud to, to, to announce that the winner of the Xbox was out of first church. Pastor Snell's been talking so much junk, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> the kid only lost one time. We had another kid from PS4. Wow from the Kinston Church out here in North Carolina, who was undefeated. So we're looking forward to that, man. Wow. A lot, lot more in store for our Now 2K tournament. Uh, besides that, man, the podcast, the Academy podcast, you already know that that's going well. We've had you on there, your father on there, some other greats. Mm -hmm. So we're looking forward to what God is doing, man. I'm so upset right now because I should have had some images ready to go. As you were talking mm -hmm. about that, the people of Girl. God should have been able to see man. the flyers and the marketing that you, you all are doing a superb job man, we appreciate of it, marketing man. your events, man. The 2K tournament. I need y'all to know that these guys are trailblazers. They literally have an online tournament that involves people from all That's over right. the country. That's right, This man. is That's not right. relegated to a specific state or nope. a specific church, man. People are engaging all over the country. And you guys, I want to affirm you, keep going. Keep being creative. Man, I appreciate keep, it, man. Keep blazing these trails, man. We're watching. Hey, you guys, we're supporting you. Hey, hey listen, man, we're, we're going to do a pastor's tournament. Uh, pastor Dave, JD, listen, man, go ahead and dust off Xbox, Xbox and PS4. This is for bragging rights, man. All my pastors who get on the sticks. This is just something fun. But I do want to say for all of our youth and young people, as Pastor Dogger just mentioned, it doesn't matter what, what, what age you are. You're mm -hmm. a young person. We know that the, 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 the basketball tournament for the school year uh, mm -hmm. and for the church league was canceled. So we're going to do something just specific to celebrate our young men and our young women. So, man, yeah. I'm looking forward to all that we're doing, man. So appreciate that shout out, bro. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah, and and you can go ahead and and you know, rather than going through the trouble of trying to figure out who's going to win. If you desire to just save some time, go ahead and engrave my name on that trophy. Um, yeah, because uh, all of those who are playing are, are really, in essence, playing for second place. Know, and man. I'm not trying to brag or anything no, like I hear that. You. But, I hear you. I hear but you. I don't want people to get their hopes up so high. That are, you as, are you as good on 2K as you were in the court in real life? Because uh, well, you can ball, James. You can ball. I I used to be able to ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 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 I know I used to be able to ball, okay. and I used okay. to be able to play. It's been a long minute now. But I'm still just as confident in my abilities as I was yeah. back then. So don't worry. Oh, I'm going to do what I need to do to be prepped and ready. I need for those pastors i need y'all to hear me i'm calling all of y'all out all rights, man. i need I, I don't care where you pastor snell who it pastor bird I, who do i need i, I can call all, all of y'all out all and of I them, you guys too, that if you play you're only playing for second place so again yeah. thank you for offering that second place trophy to those yeah. who are willing to engage we appreciate <laughs> yeah, man. no problem man <laughs> Look, we're going to have a good time tonight, and yeah. I, I want to let you know that while we do have a preacher who is in the virtual building, we have none other than Pastor Rebecca Davis. Oh, yeah, oh, we're my. excited to hear the word. Oh, yes. Oh, now, now you're going to get a chance to introduce her later because I know you all have a special connection. Yeah. You all have, we're on the same pastoral staff and all of that. So we're looking forward to the word. But I want you guys to know that Dr. Doggett is resting today. Um, oh. I encouraged him. Listen, I encouraged the man. Yeah, take this rest off. Take today off. Again, I'm really pushing this idea of living a balanced life. Yeah. It's not all about that. Look, the devil majors in three things, noise, hurry, and crowds. Ooh. And we want you guys to know that you've got to slow down sometimes and relegate yourself to a place of solitude where you and God can just meditate and connect. And he's doing just that. He's he's resting. Don't worry, though. His love is still attached to all of you who are viewing. And he also is excited about coming back. But he is not here tonight. But don't worry. We still have um, 
for our moderation moment, we're still going to use that moment as a legacy moment. Yeah. Because you got to remember that Pastor Walter Pearson right. just recently passed. And, and while we're looking forward to seeing him in glory, we need to also celebrate his life here on earth. And right. we're going to, in this legacy moment, we're going to hear a word from none other than Pastor Walter Pearson. So I want us to go ahead and tune our attention to what it is that Pastor Pearson has to say. So that on the very night that Haman's gallows is finished, on the very night that a hangman's noose swings in the thick darkness of the Persian night, on the same night when the plot is laid and the noose hangs from a tall gallop. On that night, God would not let the king sleep. On that night, God reminded the king of a deed that a man had done and had not been rewarded for. And on that night, God moved on the heart of a king to reward a man for something that he had done long ago. Because God will not allow those who stand for him to be pushed down forever. But God knows how to step in on time. So in the morning, when the, when the gray of morning gives way to the pastels of the eastern horizon, there's something that's astir in the king's palace. No one is asleep. People are moving around way too early, and they have only one thing on their minds. What will we do? We've got to reward this man. And the, and the king, who has not slept through the night, is now energized strangely. He has only one thing on his mind, and that is what will he do for somebody who saved his life? And all of a sudden, he hears the voice of someone who sounds familiar. It's, it's Haman who's come early. Haman has come early to make sure that the papers are in order so he can hang Haman, hang Mordecai, on the gallows in front of his door. He wants to get all the, the technicality straight, so he came early. You gotta be careful when you come too early if you're not on God's side. You may get something that you didn't bargain for. King says, who is that out there? They said, Haman, uh, Lord Haman, sir. Call him in. Lord Haman, come. Tell me, what should the king do for someone that he loves? <laughs> of course, Haman's mind goes immediately to himself. Oh, King, <laughs> oh, you don't know how glad I am that you asked me. Your royal horse. But not before I had put all of the beautiful decorations on the animal. Then I would call for a cadre of hangers-on, and I would have heralds go before the horse and make the same declaration before this man that they make when you ride through town. So I would treat a man like that, just like the king. Does that give you any ideas, sir? He said, yes, go and get Mordecai now and bring him here. Huh? This is not the answer that the man was looking for. And now, now, it may have been greater pain for Haman 
to see Mordecai put on a horse with the king's robe. Mordecai is not shaken up by it because when you don't seek fame and glory, fame and glory don't bother you. His life was not built around wearing the king's robe. His joy was not to ride the king's animal. He just wanted to please God. Listen, that was a preacher of preachers. Pastor Humphreys, come on in here. Bro. We got to talk about that man. Pastor yeah. Walter Pearson could paint a picture, man. It was unbelievable. And the way that he could just dissect the word mm. and tell you a story that you've already heard. Yeah. Literally yeah. from the edge of your seat. It's it's brilliant preaching, man. Brilliant it's, preaching. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. He, he, he was the model preacher for many of us to study. And I want you to know that we, uh, we appreciate his ministry. And each night as we have this legacy moment, we want to also encourage you as you are leaving your legacy that you would pour it out. When it is time for you to check out of this life, let me just yeah. ask you to, to make sure that when you leave here, leave here empty. Don't leave here full. I yeah. believe wholeheartedly that this was a man of God who gave everything that he could. And I know that God said, well done, as he is now sleeping and awaiting the second, the, the first resurrection. Jay, now, what, can I ask you a question, James? Go ahead, you, man. Go ahead. So, you know, when I was when I was a baby, man, uh, uh, Walter Pearson came uh, mm -hmm. to Lake Region Camping. My father was the youth director, and he actually blessed me in the pavilion. Does that mean I have an extra anointing? You think? What do you think, bro? Ooh. Do you think it's extra? I don't know. I feel like it is. I, well, you do uh, have a little <laughs> extra something. A little extra something. He did do. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, that blessed me. He laid his hands on me. So I, I don't know. It's a fun fact. I just thought I'd share. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate you for sharing that that means then that you can take no credit for the great <laughs> sermon that you delivered over the years that's right that's right it, it no is the anointing of that's god it. through pastor yeah. pearson that's through it. your that's father it. that is resting right. on you boy man that's it I yeah that's no man that's I'm awesome, trash, man. man. I'm trash, man. No, I take no credit, man. <laughs> no, honestly, I did not know that about you. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. That's awesome, man. Awesome experience. Awesome to see the photos, man. And once again, to the family, Yeah. we send our condolences out. Uh, we, we continue to pray for you. Doesn't matter how old or how young you are. Death is hard. Uh, yeah, but we is. look forward to the resurrection morning. We do. We absolutely yeah, do. We absolutely do. Why don't we go ahead and let you all know that we are in this season doing our very best to not just celebrate the legacy of Pastor Walter Pearson, not just to pray for Pastor or Dr. C and his family, but we're also praying specifically for you. Many of you have given us uh, your request that you are asking us to team up with you, to connect our faith with yours and to pray about. And I want you to know that we are the team oh, yeah. Prayer warriors, we are praying for you and with you during this season, and we want you to we want to encourage you to keep giving us the opportunity to pray with you by sending those requests our way. You can send those requests by going to our website and pressing that Let's Connect button. You yeah. can send it through email. You can send it through direct message or private message. However, you want to get it to us. Please know that we're praying with specificity for you, and with more prayer comes more power. Yeah. I want. I want to let you all know that you all have also been used by God during the season to bless, I believe it's five families now with over $5,000. Yeah. yeah. Good, you guys have responded right. to the call and you blessed a family that was struggling because their home burned down. Everything that they had, all earthly possessions were gone in an instant, but you were able to bless her, their family That's with right. $1,000 to help them 
on their way in this transition. So I thank you for that. You're able to help a single mother. You're mm. able to help another a single mother. Like you have been blessing families all over the country and the globe. And we want to celebrate you and appreciate you. And Definitely. if it is your desire to team up with us, if you want to send your seed to this fertile ground, 100% of what you send goes toward those who are in financial crisis. And Pastor Humphreys, I want you to go yeah. ahead and let the people know how of can course. they give. Every night we've been saying this. If you have Cash App, make sure you put the money sign, the Q Revival, the Q Revival, the Cash App money sign, the Q Revival. And those who don't have Cash App but have PayPal, the same thing, paypal.me slash the Q Revival. Ladies and gentlemen, please give. And also make sure that you are giving on our website, www.theqrevival.com. Com. You can give on all of those sites. We, we, I say it every time I come on here. None of the money goes to us or anything like that. All the money goes to helping those in need. This is not just about preaching. This is about changing lives. So you, with your help, we can get that done. Absolutely. This is a partnership opportunity. And again, we thank you for not just coming to receive, but you're also coming to give. And you've proven that over the first one and a half. We're not even two. We haven't even reached the midway point. And Man, you've blessed Five families with over $5,000. Listen, That's I major. celebrate you. God, God is, never, this has never been done before, James. This is amazing, man. It's amazing. This, this, we, we are well in front of what we were able to do in our first Moving Forward Revival Series. Those first three weeks, we have surpassed where we were where we were in those three weeks. And these, these four weeks, we're already ahead of the game because you guys are giving sacrificially. And we celebrate you and say thank you for doing yeah. just that y'all yeah, are awesome. Y'all awesome. appreciate uh, it. Pastor Humphreys, encourage the people because I think we need to pause real quick and just let the folk know how they can be a digital disciple, how you can be a digital evangelist. Oh, listen, we, we say it every single time. This Come is on. this is the best way to evangelize in today's times with mm -hmm. COVID 19. We have expanded our ministry. All you got to do, you don't got to knock on the door, you don't mm -hmm. got to pick up the phone, just share with somebody. Hit that share button, make sure that you hit, hit the like button, share, share to your text message, send out a group text, let everybody know the QR revival is on right now so mm -hmm. listen hit that share button hit that like button so we listen god is doing a new thing each and every single night even when i'm not here hosting co-hosting my brother i'm i'm sharing i'm liking it yeah we want to make sure that we're sharing because somebody who is needing a word from the lord all they need is a share from you and lives yep. can be changed i believe Absolutely. that man. and pastor gp encouraged us that it extends the shelf life of these experiences because oh, yeah. they're immediately archived and as you share somebody else will get it and then they'll right. share and we will have right. ex exponential uh, impact this thing is going to cross over the borders over these oceans and people all over the world are going to receive the message and, because and of man, you i want to challenge those who are watching us live on facebook listen if you're watching on your phone or on your ipad mm -hmm. hit that share button send the Do facebook it. link to your facebook send the send the, uh, the, the youtube link straight to somebody in need share this so that somebody's life can be changed Absolutely. Well, listen, the time is moving on, y'all. It's about yes, 720 sir. right now, and I'm ready to hear a word. We don't want to tarry any longer, but we got to do two things. We got to pray. And after we pray, we're then going to have our introduction, which will lead into our song of preparation and meditation. And then we'll hear the word. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and go to God right now in prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, let's assume some position of respect and let us now approach the throne of God. Father in heaven, I thank you. I thank you as the intercessor for your people tonight that you are still seated on the throne. I thank you, Lord, that with your unfailing love toward us, that you are working things out for our good. We're grateful because you, Lord, have gone before us and you've prepared the way. We know that you are 
more than aware of all of our areas of need. And we're not in we're not informing you of anything you don't already know. But tonight we just come and we're asking that you would allow us to sync up ourselves with your divine will, that we would live in harmon harmonious flow in the direction of our destiny. I pray right now a prayer of forgiveness. Lord, wherever we have fallen, I pray that you would please cover us and cleanse us in this moment. Lord, we say we are sorry for going our own way, for making those mistakes along our journey. But tonight, we're also grateful because you gave us the promise that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So tonight, we say thank you for forgiveness. We say thank you for cleansing. We say thank you for positioning us, Lord, to receive a rhema word. Tonight, you're going to use your woman servant, Pastor Rebecca Davis, in a mighty and marked way. So before we even hear the word, we pray a prayer of thanksgiving because Lord, you are so good as to give us exactly what we stand in the need of tonight. So as we position ourselves to exalt your name, as we position ourselves to receive of you, I pray that we would not merely receive information, but that we would experience Holy Ghost transformation during this season. Lord, I pray that many of us who have bowed heads when we are in that place of depression and fear, anxiety and trepidation, I I pray that your spirit would lift up our heads. I pray that you would remind us that we don't have to fear that because you are with us, your rod and your staff, they will comfort us. I pray, Lord, that you would please keep us moving, putting one foot in front of the other. Lord, may we have a pep in our step, a twinkle in our eye as we seek to fulfill our purpose in this life. And I know, Lord, that you're going to get glory. You're going to get honor. You're going to get praise as we seek to do what you created us to do. May the next season of our lives be the best season of our lives because we right now submit and surrender afresh to your lordship. You are our God, and we say thank you. We praise you. We honor you this evening. In the name of Jesus, we pray this prayer in faith. Amen and amen. Again, Pastor Humphreys is now going to introduce our preacher for the evening, after, after which we will hear our song of preparation and meditation. Man, that's it, man. I'm ready for it. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, tonight is the night. I say it every time I come on here. I'm so excited. All of these folk are my friends, and I'm, I'm especially grateful for tonight's speaker, who's none other than Pastor Rebecca Davis, the young adult pastor at the Mount Rubido Seventh Day Adventist Church out in California. Listen, when I first started my ministry in Atlanta, Berean as an associate pastor under Freddie Russell, uh, Rebecca Davis was the senior associate that was there. And uh, I have to admit, uh, Pastor Doggett, man, I, I won't lie, she is one of my mentors. I'll go ahead and say that. She's one of my mentors. Love her dearly. We did ministry together for over three years, and I was so excited to just learn so much from her. And she transitioned on to do great, fantastic things uh, in California. But she's not just an awesome preacher. Pastor Rebecca Davis is an innovator. She is a leader. She has started a brand new ministry out in Atlanta called Connect. Uh, that has thrived. It's in several cities all over the country. But tonight you are about to receive a word from the Lord. Rebecca is my homegirl and she don't play. She has got a word from God. So after our special music tonight, the next voice that you're going to hear is that of Pastor Rebecca Davis.
Pastor Davis, we are excited that you are here. We appreciate you for taking your time to join us. And boy, we are excited to receive this word. Pastor Humphreys and I are on the edge of our seats. Uh, go ahead. The floor is now yours. Preach. Well, we are ready to receive. <laughs> Thank you so much. First of all, I just want to say thank you for having me here uh, tonight, J.D. I really love just the seamlessness of everything. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, so I just want to just uh, honor your leadership and you guys' vision to do this. I think it's amazing. Please tell your dad I do not hold it against him that he is not here on the night that I am here. Wow. And I, <laughs> but I still want to say hello. And Absolutely. then I've been waiting for Austin to verbally call me his mentor for about five years now. And so it took the quarantine revival. <laughs> I, it for you. I got you. I got you. I, I, I give it up. I give it up. <laughs> also, I just want to honor uh, Pastor Pearson uh, during this moment as well. Um, he and his wife, Sister Pearson, have been such a blessing in my life. And um, I, I mean, I can't even begin to tell you guys in what ways. And so I just want to honor them right now. And we are definitely praying for the family. And uh, we love you guys from, with, from the bottom of our hearts. And so I just uh, definitely want to jump right in here as a black woman um, in this society, as well as a single mother. Um, I know as well as anybody what it means to live a life under pressure, um, to go throughout days just having to navigate and and fight and just just be in a space where it feels like there is always this weight of just life upon you. And I'm sure there's somebody out there who can relate or identify that sometimes you just feel like you are on the brink of crazy. You are holding on to your sanity, that life is bombarding you, that it's coming at you fast, that you don't know which way is up or which way is down. But all you know is that you just feel the weight, the pressure of everything that is happening in your life. And then 2020 happened. 2020 came in like a wrecking ball and began to uproot us all in ways we could have never imagined. It been it was it has been one thing after the other. It's like once we begin to process one thing or find a rhythm in one area, something else begins to come our way from, uh, of course, COVID and then the murder of our brothers, our black brothers and sisters that that we have just been bombarded. Then on top of that, we still have to navigate life just in a pandemic. It has literally been one thing after the other. And I have had several conversations with people that, that during this time, not only have they been questioning as to whether or not God actually sees and hears, but if God actually exists. And if I'm honest with myself, I probably had a brief moment where uh, that, that question of God's existence during this time had popped into my own head. It was brief but it it did pop in there and i'm going to tell you guys that there was a moment during covid where i absolutely it was probably the third and fourth week 
where I absolutely believed that I was going to lose my ever everlasting mind. I don't know if I have a witness out there, but please don't leave me out here on a limb by myself. But it just seemed like I was going to absolutely lose my mind. And the only thing that I began to hold on to and the only thing that was getting me through was this idea of hope. Now, I've shared this uh, before somewhere, but I want to share it right now um, uh, in this space. Hope it, to me is one of the most underrated things out there. Hope, of course, we, we big up faith and love and rightfully so because love, the greatest of these is love, right? But hope is right in that sentence as well. Hope is not just uh, about what we think, it's about the way we think the way we begin to look at things, our perspective and how we're, we're grabbing hold of it. And there is no faith without hope. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not not seen if we if we have no hope what does our faith have to grab hold onto right and so we are, we are we have been trying to navigate these times with our negative thoughts with our negative feelings and our negative outlooks and our negative perspectives and when when god is calling us to this space of hope and hope is what is 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 the thing that's going to get us through. And so one day, you guys, I was reading, I was watching uh, um, the Amazing Spider-Man two, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get through this uh, quickly. But I was I was re I was watching the Amazing Spider-Man two, and and on there there she uh, there is a speech uh, that where they deal with this idea, this concept of hope, right? And it says the speech says it was so powerful that I wrote it down. It says, it's easy to feel hopeful on a beautiful day, but there will be dark days ahead. There will be days when you feel all alone, and that's when hope is needed most. And no matter how buried it gets or how lost you feel, you must promise me that you will hold on to hope. Keep it alive. We have to be greater than what we suffer I'm going to say that again. We have to be greater than what we suffer. And my, my wish for you is to become hope because people need that. And even if we fail, what better way is there to live than a hopeful life? Listen, we have to be greater than what we suffer. And my wish is that we can grab hold of this thing called hope that I believe God is just wanting us to grab hold of and that we will just live in that thing. And that's not to, to negate the realities that are happening, ar happening around us, but it's to keep those realities in perspective. And so I want to just go into pray, prayer and then we're going to jump right into our text. But what better way is there to live than a hopeful life? Let's pray. God, we are grateful for the hope that we have in you. And we just ask right now in the name of Jesus that you will just pour out your spirit in this, in this space. God, you know, you know that we need you and you know that we need your spirit. And so God, even now we just ask again that you will just pour out your spirit, spirit of the living God, fall so fresh on us. God, let us grab hold of every single thing you have for us in this moment. And when it's all said and done, we will be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor and all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. 
So I'm coming from Revelation chapter two, and I'm going to read verses eight through 11. And it says from the KJV, and unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, these things says the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know your works and tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are, the, are of the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. But be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He that overcomes shall not be hurt of the second death. Smyrna is derived from the root word mar. It's a noun meaning myrrh. Or marar is the verb which means to be strong or bitter and can be used to describe taste and smell. So for instance, 2020, as crazy as it has been, will probably leave the most nasty, bitter taste in all of our mouths. And 2020, in my opinion, smells like a baby's diaper. I can't use any other words here, but but we can, that word can be used to describe taste and spell smells, but marar can also be used to describe hard and difficult situations. It can also be used to describe hard and difficult situations. So when I read unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, I read, this is what I actually read, unto the angel of the people in hard and difficult situations. I read unto the angel of the people in a bitter experience. I read unto the angel of the people in a position where a knee has always been on their necks. I read unto the angel of the people in hard and trying times. I read unto the angel of the people in dark skin. I read unto the angel of the people in hard and difficult situations. Right. These things says the first and the last, which became dead and is alive. I read. This is what God is saying to the people who have been in difficult and hard situation. He writes, Jesus says, I am the first and the last. I was him who became dead and is alive. Jesus tells them exactly, you guys, what they need to hear to endure their hard times and dark days. He, he gives them hope. And hope is very much alive. He is our blessed hope. And he says to them, I am he which was dead and I became, I, I became dead and I am alive. Hope is very much alive. And he says, no matter what happens in life and death, I preside over it all. COVID did not take me by surprise. Quarantine did not turn my world upside down. This is what Jesus says. Trump will not stop my plans. White supremacy will not win. I am in control no matter what. I am the first and the last, Jesus says to them. 
Trump on Juneteenth will mock our history. That's what he's doing. That's what he's going to, to do on Juneteenth. But what he does not understand is that Christ is sovereign over history and is in control not only of the past, but of the future. He is the eternal one. He is the first and the last, and he guarantees vindication for every last single one of his suffering followers that, that, that were massacred and burned and bombed in black on Black Wall Street. God will vindicate. So Trump, you can mock on, but vindication is coming because God is the first and the last. He guarantees vindication for his suffering followers. And the Smarnians needed to know that Jesus was still preeminent and watching over them, no matter what it looked like, you guys, no matter what it sounded like, no matter what it tasted like, no matter what it, what it felt like, he had not left them. He was still watching. He was there. And ultimately, their futures were already secure, even though their present lives were in distress. I'm going to say that again. Ultimately, their lives and futures were already secure, even though their present lives were in distress. I'm reminded of a song, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds the future. God, who is the last, the first, who is had become dead and is alive because he holds the future. I know that life is worth the living. Their futures were already secure, even though their present lives were in distress. And then Jesus does what he does best. I love Jesus for this. He lets them know that he understands and that he himself has been through. Like we gotta, we gotta just, just love Jesus for that. That he, he understands and he himself has been through. He has suffered, he has died, he has been through. He is the author and finisher of their faith is what he's telling them. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Jesus who cried out in the garden of Gethsemane, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. The same that said in this world, you will have tri tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He's declaring to them, I know, I understand. I became dead and now I am alive. I suffered and I died and now I live. I'm reminded of the song again, because he lives, I can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone we know who holds our future and life is worth the living because he lives i am watching is what he's telling the people in smyrna that's what he's saying to them i am watching and i know what is going on with you and you have to understand that i have been through it too because i have been through it you will get through it he says, I'm watching. I know your works, he then goes on to tell them. 
I know your tribulation. Now that word, because you know, I'm a, I'm a black woman in this society. The word tribulation is like, well, in my spirit. And it says that word tribulation means affliction, the burden that crushes you, hardship, oppression, trouble, suffering, persecution, distress, hard circumstances, and the pressure you are under it. He says to the Smyrna, I know, I see it. I know your works. I know your tribulation. He understands. He's aware of it. He is, he is watching, actively watching. He is intently there with them. He is, he knows exactly that burden that is trying to crush them. He knows it. He says, I know your poverty. This thing really got me. The Smarnians, they are these people, of course, in hard and difficult times, and they were in extreme poverty. You guys got to follow me right here. Their poverty was directly connected to and was a result of their persecution. They possessed nothing. They were destitute. Y'all didn't hear me, so I'm going to say it one more time. They were a people in hard and difficult times and they were in extreme poverty and their poverty was directly connected to and was a result of their persecution. They possessed nothing. They were destitute. These Christians in Smyrna lived in one of the wealthiest countries, I mean, they lived in one of the wealthiest cities and yet they were extremely poor. It sounds like a net family worth of $17,000 or less. Come on, you guys hear what I'm saying? It sounds like a, a net family worth of 17,000 or less. It sounds like, like no home ownership. It sounds like uh, no generational wealth. It sounds like they were in extreme poverty and it was in direct correlation to the persecution that they were under. So when I read, I know your poverty, I read, I know that there is a lack of generational wealth. I know there is a lack of home ownership. I know you're living from check to check or in between jobs. I know you're wondering how you're going to pay for both this and that. I know that you are wondering how you're going to get uh, get your kids through college. I know how you're what you're thinking and how you're how you're wondering how you're going to pay for your children's children's children. He says, and I know that it is it is a direct result of the persecution and the systems and the structures that you have been under. I know, I know. He is aware of your poverty. He sees it. He is watching. He knows. But I love what Jesus does right here for the people of Smyrna. He says, but you are rich. Okay, you're, I know your work. 
I know your, your tribulation, your hardship, that burden that crushes you. I know your poverty. I know, I know that you're, you're just, you're just check to check from, you know, just, I know what's happening, but you are actually rich. They were rich in, in grace and mercy, of course, but I can't even lie. When I read this thing, I was thinking about us as black people. Like, I mean, I just love being black. We are amazing people. Like we are rich in, in morale. We are, we are rich in, in just, just fun times and, and goodness. We are rich. Even though we go through, we know how to just, just be together and, and, and do what we need to do to get through. I just love being a black person. I wouldn't, even though we go through so much, even though we are, we always got a knee on our neck. I would not want to be any other ethnicity than what I am. I am right now. I love being black. We are rich. We are rich. I love every aspect of who we are. And so then he goes on to say, this is Jesus talking. He's talking to these people who are in difficult and hard times. And he says, fear none of these things you are about to suffer. Now this thing got me. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm not a long-winded person. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys a little bit more and I'm a, I'm a move out of the way, but it says, fear none of these things you are about to suffer. First of all, the way that that is worded that you are about to suffer, it is literally inevitable. Like he's not giving them the option to, to, to suffer or not to suffer. There is no alternative. You are about to go through is what he says, that, that there are dark days ahead is what he's telling them. It is inevitable. This thing will go down, but he says, do not fear. Don't fear any of it. Like, don't, don't even worry about it. I am letting you know that dark days are coming. It is, it is well at your door. Do not fear it. And I love it because the context for us not fearing is because he lives. Come on, somebody should be singing a song already. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because he lives, look, I can face tomorrow. He holds our future. The life is worth the living because he lives. Because he lives, we should not fear any of it. It's about to come now. Now here, here we go, guys. This is the part though that really trips me all the way up. You know, for the life of me, I don't understand why we have to suffer. And again, he's making it so plain that you are about to suffer. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is what is going to happen and it's not as if they're they're not already in 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 dark and hard times you would think that in this moment he was going to just deliver them and 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 move the the knee from off their their necks but but here he is telling them no there's there's gonna be a little bit more time and of course he says for for 10 days which really is just a reference for like there's a short time it's gonna be a short time of suffering but but suffering nonetheless 
And for the life of me, I don't have the answers to questions this big that why is it that we have to suffer? It's like the rite of passage. It is the, the Christian way. We have to go through. This is what has to happen. And, and I'm just, I'm reminded of, of a text in Romans 8, 16, and it says, listen closely. It says, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Follow me. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, he says that we are joint heirs if we suffer. Not if we, 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 can, we can go out here and, and keep the Sabbath or whatever. I don't even wanna go down some, some, some cliche list. At the end of the day, he says we are joint heirs if we suffer. And then Peter says, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. And then Paul says in another place that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. This thing, you guys, boggles my mind because today as Christians, we are in such a hurry to get delivered from our sufferings. We are in such a hurry to move past the hard and difficult times. We are in such a hurry to, to, to be relieved of our burdens. But here in this these scriptures and, and what God was sitting here telling the people in Smyrna that sufferings are inevitable. It is what you have to go through. If you want to be a joint heir with Jesus Christ, you will suffer. And today, you guys, Christianity, today Christianity looks like blessings from God and, and big houses and fine cars and, 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 and major platforms. But, but, but for them, back, back then, Christianity looked like death. Paul says being made conformable, com conformable unto his death. That is what Christian, they, 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 they aspired to partake in the sufferings of Jesus Christ. They were not in a hurry to be relieved of, of their burdens. They counted it all joy. They didn't think it was strange when, when something, when some tribulation or trial came upon them. It was what they did. And God is trying to let the people of Smyrna know, like, this is going to happen. You are going to suffer. And it's okay. It's okay. I need that to be in somebody's spirit today. It is okay. God is, he became dead. And he now lives. He went through too, and now he is the author and finisher of our faith. It's okay, but who for the joy that was set before him endured the, shame, the cross, despising the shame. It's okay. In this world, you will go through, 
but he has overcome the world. He will get you through. That is his promise to you today. He is going to get you through. And I love it. So here, he's just laden this whole thing to the people at Smyrna uh, with hope, right? So he's telling them, don't fear. He's telling them you're going to suffer. But then he tells them, and yo, this, this text, real talk, always always reminds me of, of Pastor uh, John Nixon, the, the, the elder John Nixon, when he baptizes, y'all know he, what he always says. He said, like, Jesus is telling them, he's like, if you guys remain faithful, I will give you the crown of life. Now, it's crown of life. You know, of course, I, I know that you guys probably have been preached to like at nausea and you guys know all the all the you know historical backgrounds and, and different things that that are happening but what i i love about this is of course that this crown represents victory it represents victory victory over what life has thrown their way victory over their tribulations victory over the burden that crushed them the victory over their affliction victory over their oppression victory over their distress victory over their fear victory over their anxiety victory over every single thing that bombarded them and tried to bring them down victory over it but this crown of life it's a sign of victory, but it also literally means the to receive this crown of life is to receive life. That's what it is. He is telling you, I will give you life. I will give you eternal life. Do not fear death. Do not fear suffering. Do not fear any of it. Don't fear them people. Don't fear them, cra them crazies out there. I am going to give you the victory that you deserve and need. And I am going to give you life. And I tell you guys. And I'm so ready for that. I'm ready for that abundant life that he has said that he is going to give us. And he says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life. He will receive life. And here's my favorite my all-time favorite, because again, I'm a black woman in this society. This is my all-time favorite verse in the Bible. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us. God has said that I. he has given us hope. He has said, I will give you the victory. I will give you the crown of life. If you persevere, if you keep going, do not ask to, to run from the mountain that's trying to overtake you. Do not try to, to get some early deliverance from the suffering that is inevitable in your life. He says, if you can persevere, if you can hang in there, if you can grab hold of me who was dead and who is alive forevermore, he says, I will give you a crown of glory. I will give you this crown of victory. I will give you life. That is the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. That is what we have in him. And I'm just here, you guys, to 
to encourage us today as black people, as, as Christians, as, as people who are out here in these streets from day to day, that God has said to us, he has said, you will suffer. But this is Christianity. This is what it means to be in me. This is what it means to be loved by me. And again, I cannot wrap my mind around it for the life of me. Like, why do we have to suffer? Why do we have to go through? Why? And all I keep hearing him say is because I did too, but there's a crown of glory waiting for you, a crown of victory, a crown of life waiting for you on the other side. I am the first and the last. No matter what happens in this life, I preside over it all. You, I want you to be greater than what you suffer because you are my child. I, you are hitched to me like, and I preside over everything everything in life, everything in death. I hold the keys to death and hell. And you can, you have this hope in me. And so guys, I want to literally just bring us to the, to the place where, where our minds begin to shift when it comes to how we view things. And even when we are going through that our immediate response is not to give up on God or to, to question whether or not he actually sees and hears and ex or and even exists. He, he is there and he is watching and he is intently watching and he has not left you. And he has said that nothing, no persecution, no death, no life, no demon in hell will separate you from the love that you, that I have for you. And he is telling us every single step of the way that he loves us immensely. But even more than that, he is saying, I understand. You do not have a high priest that does not understand. I have gone through right with you and I am here. I am walking beside you. I will get you through. And we have to hold on to that, y'all. We got to hold on to it. The moment we let go, the enemy the enemy wins. Those, those people that the text talks about, you can, you can read about it, about it later. Those people that called themselves Jews, but were really the, from the synagogue of Satan. Those people, and, and I just, man, them, them evangelical Jews. Okay, I'll stop there. But at the end of the day, those people, those people who call themselves Christians, but really are of the synagogue of Satan, they try to make the burden even heavier and worse. But we have this hope. We have a blessed hope. And we are greater than what we suffer. And he is greater. He is greater than anything this life or those people can throw our way. And I'm telling you guys, when I read this text, it really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm close and I'm gonna pray. But this text just spoke to me of the black experience as, as it's talking about you be thrown in prison. I know it might be a stretch, but at the end of the day, I was like, Lord, we have been thrown in prison. We have, have had a time on this earth. We have, we have had an experience on this earth and it never seems to let up. But he has encouraged me today 
that, that, that he is here with us. He has not left us. That we're going we gonna to keep doing what we're doing right now. We're going to keep making change and, and difference out here as far as we can. But And also holding on to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. That there is vindication for his people. There is vindication for the Emmett Tills and for the George Floyds. And there is vindication for the Breonna Taylors. And there is vindication for every last single one of us we will get the victory we will get the victory and i am encouraged today and i just want to encourage us and we just want to bless the lord in this space i'm just gonna go ahead and pray because i'm done i'm done god we are so grateful that we know that our hope lies in you you are worthy of our praise and our adoration there have been times that we have felt that you were not there. There were times when we felt that you had left us and we even questioned your existence because we can't understand why we have to go through the way we go through. We can't. We can't wrap our minds around it. But God, we keep hearing you say that you are the first and the last, that you are the beginning and the end. God, there is nobody like you. You are he who was and is to come. You are blessed forevermore. We lift you up in this place. We exalt you. I don't care where you are right now. Just lift him up wherever you may be. He is worthy of your praise and your adoration. He is worthy of your thanksgiving. He is worthy of your heart right now. We just, God, come before you. Believe in your word today. Believing that you will give us victory. Believing that you have a crown of life waiting for us. Believing that you are still with us. Believing, God, that we will not be hurt by the second death. God, though, though death has been all around us, we will not be hurt by the second death. And we will not fear because we know that you are in control. Because we know that you hold the future. And I just want to pray over somebody right now who has been going through during this time. I just ask in the name of Jesus. Jesus, that, that, the, that you would just rebuke the enemy for your name's sake, that, that he will have no place in their lives, that, that right now you will say this is a brand plucked from the fire, that you will dangle the, the keys to death and hell in the enemy's face, and God, that you will please just bring deliverance and salvation, that you will bring back a wayward child, that you will you will heal somebody in the name of Jesus, that right now, God, you are just, just bringing salvation and peace to a home, that you are reconciling a, a couple that you are are doing what you need to do in their lives that even through what's going on and what's happening that we are able to see your grace and mercy experience your love and God then we just pray for our nation and everything that is happening and we believe God that you sit on the throne and we just relinquish this entire thing to you now you who controls it all do what you need to do, God. And we will praise you the entire way. Even when we're suffering, even when there's tribulation and trial, even when there's hardship and hard times, God, we will praise you every single step of the way as our author and finisher of our faith. And one day, God, we long to be glorified with you. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. There is a special anointing that is 
in the virtual sanctuary. There's there's something that happens when you start talking about victory. There's something that takes place. As you were preaching, Pastor Davis, tears started to well up in my eyes as you started to describe the victory that we have in front of us. Whenever you start talking about hope, y'all, as hope rises in the city of your soul, there is an encouragement. There is an effervescence. There's something that overtakes you. And tonight, the word of God has been preached with clarity and with power. And Pastor Davis, we say thank you. We thank you for being faithful to the call of God on your life tonight. We felt your soul. We felt the conviction as you preached that message. And Lord, help us. We needed to hear a good, hope-filled word during this season in our lives. And we receive it with whole hearts. We receive it. We receive it with open minds. And I want to encourage all of you, listen to me. If it is your desire to be baptized, if you need special prayer or Bible study, there is a link that is right here visible on the screen. I need you to know that the person who is posting this on here, she's now a part of our digital discipleship team. Her name is Hillary Denise. And guess what? She was the one who got baptized in the first three weeks of our last revival. And not she didn't just get baptized and keep it moving. She got baptized, joined our digital discipleship team. And she's the one putting this on the screen for you right now to let you know that quarantine doesn't have to stop you. That pandemic does not have to stop you. That pain, heartache, whatever you're going through, God can and God will give you victory. It's time to move forward in faith. So what if it is your desire to be baptized or if you need special Bible study or special prayer, then use this link, screenshot it and reach out to us. And just like Hillary, your testimony can be that I said yes when the Lord knocked on the door of my heart. Pastor Davis, we have a, a custom here. When the, yeah. pre- the preacher comes in and, and delivers the word like you just did with anointing, I know that you poured out to us what God poured into you, but we're now going to pray. I'm going to ask Pastor Austin, your mentee, I'm going to ask that your mentee would pray for you, that he would intercede on your behalf. We got to lift you up right now. So please, yeah. if you would allow us the, the favor to just pray for you, go ahead and pray, Pastor. Father, we thank you for using your servant tonight to speak a word of hope for people who feel hopeless, God, for people who feel like there's no other way out. God, tonight we'll confess that for some of us, we have literally been on the verge of not knowing what to do and being ready to give up. But God, we thank you so much that you have kept your eyes on us and that you are our God. And that sometimes, God, when it comes to being persecuted and tormented and beaten up by life, it's only a prerequisite to the glory that we're going to receive. So God, thank you for using your servant, Pastor Rebecca Davis tonight. So I'm praying right now that you will uplift her in a very spiritual, special way. I pray for blessings upon her. Everything that she touches, God, let it turn to gold. God, I pray right now for that person who heard the words come off of her lips, that person who's in the valley of decision right now. I'm praying for that person who might be listening to my voice right now that knows they've got to get their lives right with you. So Lord, that person who is making a decision, Lord, help them to make a decision to follow you all the days of their life. God, we thank you for the hope that Pastor Davis gave us. So Lord, I pray right now, God, anything that she's got planned for this week, God, I'm praying that you will put an extra hedge of protection upon her and her family, God, because we know the enemy is not happy for what happened on tonight, but heaven is rejoicing. We love you. We thank you. And we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Amen. Again, we 
Ah, we our hearts are so full tonight. Yeah, God, thank you. And I, I just felt moved to before we conclude this this program. Before you leave, I want you to just tarry a little while longer, if it is your desire, and worship with us. Because Pastor Davis mentioned a song, and I think this song will continue to minister to our hearts as we in this place of hope right now are holding on to God's unchanging hand. Why don't you tune your ear into this song and let's worship our God. I shall wear a crown. I shall wear a crown. I'm going to wait on you, Lord, when it's all over, and then it don't stop there. I'm going to see his face. I'm going to see my Savior's face. Do 
his glory just for a second. But I'm going to see his, his face. And all of his glory. And all of his glory, I shall see his face. There's gonna be no more pain. There's gonna be no more. 